With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You join us at the start of the RSC group therapy session. (laughs) If you want 50 minutes of broken dreams, shattered hopes, this is the place to be. Welcome to the Elm Park Barrels podcast. This week I'm joined by two people in this uh, therapy session. We're all sat in chaise lounges and in a very calm atmosphere. Jacob, how are you? Well, it all started when <laughs> we. It all started when we went and threw two goals away against um, Blackburn away. But you know, obviously, we're going to dissect that later on. But um, the short answer, Paul, is I'm feeling very world weary at the moment. But thanks for having me on. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of they are breaking us down, Reading Football Club, aren't they? They're slowly taking inch by us by painful inch. Yeah. It's finding new pain barriers, don't they? It's mm. quite impressive. I've got to admire their ability to change and adapt on a weekly basis. And also, we're joined by Alex Everson. Hello, Paul. Hi. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So you actually made the trek to uh, Blackburn last night. Sadly, it was. Uh, <laughs> Not my wisest decision no. I've ever made, unfortunately. You witnessed it first hand. First hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't, raw. Didn't, didn't just hit the red button. <laughs> I actually, uh, yeah, drove up, watched it, came back, and here 3 a.m. And here I am, group therapy, <laughs> yeah. session number one. Yeah, well, I respect that you went all the way up there, we've definitely. Got because separate sofas. What you can't see, folks, is that we've got two sofas running in parallel. Um, I'm on one and uh, Paul's at the head of the sofas just sort of I've got a white coat on as well yeah. it's all yeah. kinds of stuff again clip on his out clip yeah. on his out yeah it's blue and white actually if I'm going to be right yeah I'm hooped <laughs> yeah it is indeed oh dear just don't turn off that is actually quite a scary image isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we go first of all to the Bolton match which uh, I wasn't actually at but I think you both were there weren't you what did you make of it, Jacob? I was in the South Stand. I was, I'm a filthy South Stander. Sorry, everyone. Um, and I, it, I, I, I went into the match more optimistic than I was last night because it's I because you hadn't watched the Bolton match. Well, point. yeah, because <laughs> I think the two matches that had preceded the Bolton match were full of semi-promise. I know we lost. We lost mm. the two decent teams on paper. Derby and Forest um, and going into the match I thought we could kind of build upon that and come out with three points because losing your first two league games isn't ideal but um, we had a real opportunity to get three points and stop the whole having a bad well the worst league start for 60 years thing that's now been slapped upon us um, but being honest, Paul, as soon as the first goal, well, the only goal went in for Bolton, I couldn't see us coming back into it. We were so devoid of anything, creativity, chances, effort. Um, it was just like watching a game from last season again. Um, so the first two games where I thought, well, hang on a minute, it's a clean slate and we're getting better, all of a sudden we've reverted to form. 
and that sort of nicely set up the debacle that was last night. So it's not been a happy week on the whole, has it? Uh, no, not really. Whilst that was happening, I was watching England completely collapse in the cricket. You so it was uh, from sporting disaster. To it was brilliant. Disaster, I really yeah. should be banned from sporting venues. It's I think it's complete nightmare. What did you make of it? Because what I heard was in the first half we weren't too bad. Um, Maytag could have. I mean, I think he thinks he could have had a penalty, but I don't mm. think he was. Swift had his free kick. Yeah. But second half, it sounded like it collapsed from what Jacob said. Yeah, as well. the first half was pretty even. Uh, Maytag yeah, had a chance. Probably should have done better. Um, maybe it was a penalty shout as well. It was difficult, really, to to see uh, to see if the Bolton player had actually brought him down or not. Swift's free kick was on target. That's probably the best I can say. I think the keeper made much more of it than it actually was. Mm. Once I saw the replay from behind the goal, it's not really anywhere near the top corner. No, uh, Swift's free kick. I mean, he scored a great free kick, obviously against Birmingham in midweek. But yeah, it looked like he went for a, another kind of top corner and uh, just give the keeper no chance but yeah the um, the Bolton keeper got there fairly easy I think and the second half yeah we just seemed to lack any intensity creativity ideas it was it, very reminiscent as uh, as Jacob was saying about of the last season it, there wasn't really any it, there wasn't any idea of how we were going to get back into the game except for to knock it around the edge of the box until until the end of the game yeah. it didn't seem like we were ever going to have a shot because we know we haven't got a cutting edge we've known that for a while now and we saw it in the first couple of games but as well as that we're such a confidence based team and with our confidence being at such a rock bottom um, if we do go behind in a game that's it it's curtains and um, you mentioned Swift and his free kick I thought given that he was being played out of position because of our winger injury crisis. He didn't have a bad game, but then Clement comes out and says, right, in the wake of that loss, I'm going to shake up the team for Blackburn. I feel like the shake-up he He wasn't the obvious one to be dropped. No, he was, Swift is not one I would have dropped out of that team. I, I feel like if you're going to shake up the team at all, he was not one of the players that should have been dropped. Um, but saying that, we've got such a dearth of options in every position at the moment. There's not a lot he could have done, you may argue. But I thought Swift should have been playing last night, honestly. Maybe not in a midfield two, but anything surely is preferable to a midfield two of Bakuna and Liam Kelly. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised whether uh, Swift isn't getting into the team because... If I was to choose between him and Liam Kelly, it's uh, no choice at all. He's got to be Swift. Yeah, got on to current be. form, Swift, yes. Swift should be the one in the team. Yeah. As Jacob said, though, I wouldn't want to play Swift in the midfield too, really, with any of the midfielders we've got in central midfield at the minute. I've said that. I wouldn't Swift. want to play Liam Kelly in the two, though, because he's been awful. So it's really difficult. Yeah. I see your point there, Alex. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, neither of them are great in the two, are they? You'd rather have them probably in the three, wouldn't you? But yes, or you want to play Swift perhaps behind the striker as yeah. you did against Derby. Yeah, because who did he drop? Because obviously Myler had a sloppy game, mm. and even though he'd been quite steady and even slightly impressive up until um, the Bolton match, I can understand why he was dropped out of last night's lineup. But then again, if you look at who else. He just uh, McNulty, didn't he? Yeah, I mean McNulty yeah. and Baldock I thought had the make the makings of a uh, 
promising partnership up front. We haven't really had a, a, a striking partnership for a while now. There was some nice link-up play during, yeah. for, during the first half against Bolton. They, they really did... Uh, they had the inklings of some kind of a partnership there, even if everything was very central, yeah. very like five-yard pass here and knock-on there. There was at least some kind of a, a you know, mm. a route coming out and hopefully something springing up from it. And Clement recognised that off the back of the only game we've won this season, which was Birmingham in the Cup. And they started that game and then started the next game against Bolton. And it shows how much I know the fact that McNulty was dropped and then Bodvarsson goes and scores two goals in weird yeah. circumstances admittedly last night but um, I don't know I, I wasn't happy with the team from kickoff last night and I mean I know it's easy to look back in hindsight and say that having drawn I wouldn't have not been complaining if we'd won it but we didn't um, so I, I don't know it, it, even though we were 2-0 up it never really occurred to me that we were likely to see it out no no I didn't say it no No, definitely not I mean this is I mean I think I tweeted something saying that this isn't going to be straightforward Mm. and I kind of it's so obvious at Reading that that was going to be the case because they've got no way of closing out games as we were saying before we started recording this that we just mentality now is uh, what is it three wins in 31 matches it's no surprise that we can't see a match out now because we don't believe that we're going to win a game and I don't, to panic. I don't think Clement can really do anything to change it either because the, the players generally are the same group of players we had last season yeah. barring a couple of exceptions yeah. the, the core of the squad is, is still the same as last year which had that run of one in 19 games and has had three league wins in the whole of 2018 it, there's no real one trick that Clement can pull to be able to change the uh, mentality of the squad yeah. and the two different managers playing staff have been the same and we have seen in things that have either been said off the pitch or the way that they play on the pitch it's an attitude thing uh, and we were talking about this before we started recording tonight but if you have the same players week in week out thinking that either better than they are or they can sleepwalk into trouble and not suffer for it like with Liam Kelly saying that we were too good to go down last season you know, I, I know I've singled him out there, but there are others like him that have said similar things. Then is it any wonder that we are the way we are? And Clement has got to somehow engineer this massive turnaround in attitude and performances, and in a short time too, because we're second bottom already. Yeah, one point from four matches. I mean, this is really just absolutely dire. I mean, last season, at least we had a semi-decent start. I mean, it wasn't amazing, obviously. We, we don't have that now. We are, or I mean, we're only still one point away from safety. But, or, we're, but no. we're playing catch-up. Yes. Bolton are on 10 points. Yes. You would have put them to be no. one of those relegation rivals. The, the nine yeah. points ahead of us already my four games in. Yeah, I know. I and know, it's, we, it's worrying. We say that now um, about having the one point from the 12, but... Where's the win coming from? Yeah. Where's the win coming from? Because we've got Villa on Saturday and Villa are a useful team. Mm, definitely. Um, they've got an embarrassment of riches up front. They, they're on the cusp of signing 
Yannick Balassi from Everton. They've just signed a Dutch international winger that I wish I could remember the name of, but I can't, um, which is especially embarrassing because I'm Dutch myself, but never mind. Um, and they drew two all against a very impressive Brentford team yesterday. And Brentford are leagues and leagues ahead of us in terms yeah. of what they've got. Yeah. So um, it's... I, I don't want to be sat here a month from now saying where's our first win coming yeah. from yeah it's, these things are not impossible you can you can sit here and say oh that's you know that's unrealistic but I remember before the season people were saying oh you're being too too pessimistic by saying we might get relegated we should go into this thinking it's all going to get better four wins four games no wins one point you know kind of that's where we are we have players that are used to losing Mm. Um, it's not just because of their mental fragility which they definitely have but it's also ability because they're just not good enough (laughs) so that is a real worry so moving on to the Blackburn match last night in more detail because I mean there was a couple of positive things I mean Otherwise, we're going to end up uh, actually having to call an ambulance here. It's kind of so depressing. <laughs> There's one on standby around the corner. At the yeah, moment, it's so it? depressing, isn't it? But we actually, when we scored that goal, Bod Varsing, that was such a strange moment. Mm. Because, I mean, before that, uh, Blackburn had hit the bar and should have probably scored. He had loads of space. And so. had made a great save as yes, well. Yes, he made a great save as well. And um, then we break up the other end. Bakuna has a passing that goes in behind kind of Blackburn defence and he heads it I kind of I don't know if it hits him or he heads it back to the goalie it appears that it's come off the back of his head I mean some people told me it looked like a poor header back to the keeper Mm. I couldn't see it we were down the other end of the ground but it looked as if it just bounced back up in the air off his head like directly upwards yeah it was such a strange moment because the goalie's left in no man's land because I know the commentator said oh the goalie's come come for that and he's maybe made a mistake but what what could the goalie do if if he doesn't come He's probably going to score. <laughs> He's got to do something. It was a good finish, though. It from was a fantastic Boston. finish outside yeah. of his foot. It's not something you really expect Bob no. to have in his locker in no. all honesty. No. I mean, he, I think I made the comment last night that although since signing on paper with the goals he scored, I mean, he got 10 last season, didn't he? Mm. On paper, he's been our most consistent option up front since he signed. But saying that, the number of chances he squandered last season too, he's never in my head been a clinical striker. No. He scores goals, but he's not no. clinical. But that first goal last night, it was more the shock factor. Yeah, it was. For yeah. everyone, because I don't know what it was like for you being there live, Alex, but watching it on the Sky Red button, other broadcasters are available. Um, there were no replays. The commentator was stunned. There was a period of silence as the ball went in when usually you'd have like Clive Tilsley or something yelling at you. It was just silent. And the Blackburn fans were silent. I was silent. The players were a bit baffled. I think Bodvarsson was baffled. The away end was fairly silent. No one realised it went in for quite a while. It was just a weird, weird, weird goal. And it kind of summed up what was to come, to be honest. When we scored that, I thought, hang on, you know, this could be a start of a bit of luck. I'm not saying we've been unlucky to be in the position that we've been in, because that's not true. But sometimes you do need a little bit of luck to get you started. And then we come along... And we scored the second goal, which was from a really good cross from Tyler Blackett. I don't think there's anything lucky about this one. Mato puts a header in, which is, God, he should save it, but then it falls to Bodvars and he does exactly what you want a striker to score. Yeah. He's in the right place, yeah. which really is what we, we've seen to be missing for. Mm. And a lot of people were saying this over summer is we're missing a striker who's there in the box when, when we need something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Bodvarsson was in the right place there. 
Yeah, no, totally. He's got three goals in four mm. games. I saw us that earlier. These had eight shots this season, seventy five percent on target. And he's only actually played three of them. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, because last week he was a substitute against Bolton, wasn't he? Yeah. We haven't yeah. really had a striker for a while like that who can sort of do something with nothing. Because if you think of the eighteen goals that Kermigan scored for us in the season, we finished third. They were all individual goals, really. They were. Mm. It was either a result of like a good hit or him winning something in the air, or engineering him for himself. We haven't really had a striker who can finish off the job on behalf of someone else, like Bob Varsen's second goal last night. So mm. that was room for optimism. Yeah, that, that was. was that quite was. instinctive. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Other positives, Jacob, come on. Blackett. Well, yeah, Blackett. Black I mean, we were saying before kick-off on the podcast tonight, Blackett 2.0, the new and improved Tyler Blackett. Um, I think it's great. I think he looks more confident under Clement than he did under the previous regime um, it's more back to basics defending than what he was doing under Stan because he's never had a lot of spatial awareness I think it's fair to say Yeah. and the type of defending he's doing now plays more to his strengths rather than showing up his weaknesses because he, he clears it if there is any element of danger he has a cross on him as we saw last night and I think he's more comfortable now at left back than he would be at centre back. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. Well, you've gone to centre back, and maybe we need to move on to slight negatives because Paul McShane's uh, performances yeah. in the last two games That's our have captain, been Paul McShane. Yeah. more than a little bit worrying. I mean, what do you think, Alex, of his performances in the last two games so, alone? Bolton, his performance versus Bolton. I mean, he didn't really have much to to deal with. I think against Bolton. But the thing he did have to deal with went wrong. And uh, the Bolton striker, can't remember who scored for them. Uh, it was a wild shirt. Wild shirt, yeah. I wild shirt. Wild, wild shirt. Wild shirt. <laughs> Basically ran straight past him. I don't know whether McShane was like off the line or I'm not sure what was going on. Sure, but the, no. they seemed to be playing a, a fairly high line, the Reading defence there. And uh, wild shirt basically ran straight past McShane. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he didn't have anything else to do in the Bolton game, it felt like. Mm-hmm. So his performance in the Bolton game wasn't bad, but the thing the thing he needed to do, he didn't do. Yeah. Um, the game last night, yeah, McShane's performance was poor, poor is a nice way to put it, I can't in all honesty. Re- yeah, I can't remember the person who made the comment on Twitter, but... You in a captain, you look for someone who sets the example on the pitch and off the pitch. And this season, when we've really needed a leader to stand up, he hasn't been there. And respect takes a while to earn, but in an instant can be lost very, very quickly. And we saw that when he had his little tiff at Stevenage with the fans last year. Um, and then last night as well. I mean, it doesn't justify any of like the personal abuse he was necessarily getting on 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 Twitter. But his performance was shocking, and it wasn't a captain's performance. And once again, in a Reading team, one individual has cost us the match. And across the eleven players, we are always going to have at least one player who's got a disaster in them. And last yeah. night it was McShane. And the, yeah, exactly. Against it, Derby, it was Minone. And when it's when it is one of your central defenders or your goalkeeper. Yeah, you know you have you, you need to be able to rely on them, and if we can't rely on our captain, we can't rely on our goalkeeper, time after time, then you can't see how we're going to be able to keep clean sheets. It's like we we haven't kept a clean sheet yet this season, apart from that Birmingham game where they fielded eleven reserves. Eleven reserves, yeah. 
Which you can't really, you can't really include that, can you? I, I can't include that in keeping it. Well, you can, technically, it's a clean sheet, but it's a, it's a clean sheet, but it's a clean sheet against the reserve side. Yeah, in, you in just all, can't give it the same game. respect as a league match at all. No, no. you just, I just uh, the first penalty that he gave away. I just thought, what, what is happening here? There's mm. absolutely no need to make that tackle. Just took him out, and it was uh, his reaction afterwards. Was, I feel like McShane in his head is five years younger than his body is. Yeah, he he saying, plays yeah. like a, a mid-20-year-old player with the speed and the strength of someone who is much younger than he actually is. And he can't keep up with a striker yeah. who is bigger, stronger, faster than him. Yet he feels like he still can. And I think that had a lot to do with the, the, the first penalty. Yeah. Um, the second penalty was... It was a bit... I think it was just rash headedness, to be honest. He, he seemed to just dive in in the middle of a goal mouth scramble. Probably the result with the first penalty as well. Trying to make yeah, up for yes, it as well, yeah. and he's gone and too far. And you make far. things worse. Yeah. yeah, I think it's characteristic of him as a player, really, because even at his best, and we have seen him put in some great performances under Stam, um, even when he's being commanding and effective. He's never one who gives off an air of calmness. Um, he's always been a bit of a kamikaze defender, and he's he's always worn his heart on his sleeve. And that's great when things are going well, but when things are not going well, um, you just don't want that in your sight. You you really need a calming presence there at the back. When yeah, we're struggling to he's not struggling to keep the clean sheets, and yet. Yeah, he's definitely not not the person you want there. I agree. I one one person who I thought did look quite calm last night was Liam Moore. Yes, I, I, I thought, thought he actually curious. played yeah. quite well last yeah. night. He's uh he's definitely definitely aiming to try and uh, prove his worth. I think. Is yeah, for himself, mm. and if he's going to get another move, he has to play well. He has it's to realistically play well. How it works, That's, isn't it? Yeah, we gain for a period. We, of yeah, we're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get the best out of him for the next four months potentially maybe the mm. whole season who knows um, but yeah yesterday he was fantastic his, his header off the line was, was yes. brilliant in the first half yeah that was definitely yeah I mean other players who I mean we have talked about Liam Kelly but his set pieces yesterday were just oh, upsetting okay. me it's Absolutely. not just yesterday though with no I know I know but that's, that's what's frustrating <sighs> it, it seems like an ever go like an ever never ending conversation <laughs> of why can't we beat the first man? Why are all of our free kicks floated to the back post? There's not, there doesn't seem to be any change. There's no, no. different style of uh, no different style of free kick. There's no different style of corner. Every single time, it's exactly the same. It feels like we're predictable. We're predictable, and not only are our is is our playing style predictable, but our results are predictable. And it's got to a stage now where I think contributing to a lot of the malaise and fatigue from the fans and around the club is the fact that we know what's going to happen. The fact that we were 2-0 up yesterday and we were still, like you were saying, Paul, you tweeted from the EPR account saying there is another twist in this. And there was, lo and behold. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist. I know you're a very effective therapist, but you're uh, you're not a rocket scientist. And, you know, we can see it coming. And... Even though Clement has said in his interviews that he wants to build a squad of players that has depth, and it means that if someone's having a bad time of it, like Kelly or like McShane, 
we can swap them out and still remain competitive. But at the moment, Kevin the op- doesn't have the time though to do it. Yeah, exactly. The opposite mind. is true at the moment in that even if he wants to shake things up and as annoyed as you are at the team and the performance and whatever, there is no one we can bring in at the moment. There is no one that we can bring in to play in a midfield two that would have been more effective last night, I don't think. Um, in terms of defensive shake-ups, we would have been talking about bringing in John O'Shea for McShane if Alori is injured, as he claims he is, or yeah. um, bringing in Blackett to play at centre-back and playing Omar Richards at left-back, and we know how that goes. So, you know, there is a limit to what you can do. And if you're stuck with the same team that is not coming up with goods and doesn't have the mindset to produce a result, then you are stuck in a rut and we are stuck in a rut. And we we have been stuck in this rut for all of last season. Now it's moving to this season and it's even worse. What you were saying about not being surprised about the results... And what was going to happen after we tune it up in a shameless plug for the uh, EPR interim account. <laughs> so, I, uh, someone's got to. Yeah, someone's I'm going to do it. I messaged, uh, not messaged, well, publicly. That makes it sound like it's in private because it wasn't. Uh, Dave Kitson. And mm-hmm. I said, what do you think of Redden this season? And uh, he said, oh, I saw the score last night. And I thought when it was 2-0, it was going to be, you know, a turning point. And he said, but the problem is I wasn't surprised when I saw it was 2 all yeah, in the it. end. So... You know, that's a worry, isn't it? Because we all think the same. But yes, coming coming from someone who is uh, an ex-player at the club who yeah. was extremely successful, for him to be able to turn around and say, I'm not surprised yeah. that they threw it away. It's sad, isn't it? It, it really lot. is sad. And I know we bandy around terms like depressing and miserable and all this, but it really is very sad at the moment. Because, it is, yeah, you know, totally. in, in previous seasons, the Reading, the Reading way, and to use another glib catch-all term um, in other seasons when we haven't been highly rated to do well we've proved people wrong and when we've been the least fancied to do well that's when we do the most well but with us having been tipped by some people to, and publications to get relegated this season at the beginning of the year I, I was thinking well we're going to prove them wrong but at the moment we're proving them right because yeah. we're showing nothing. We're showing absolutely nothing. We didn't show it against Blackburn. We didn't show it against Bolton. And if you're 2-0 up against Blackburn, who are not world beaters, um, what hope do you have if you then go and draw it? And this was not even the best Blackburn team. No, they were missing the their best player. Yeah. Bradley yes. Dack, who is their best player in my opinion, in many people's opinion, was at Nando's. We didn't see him in the starting lineup, and just I presumed he was on the bench, or I didn't didn't look it up, and just presumed oh he must be must be being rested or something. Don't yeah. need him tonight. And uh, <laughs> he was actually he at Nando's. Was, could you not? Yeah, so he Very could have bumped into Liam Kelly at Nando's. <laughs> 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 Big fan of Nando's. Yeah. Uh, one person who uh, did play a couple of players last night who I don't think did that well my, myself was uh, Bulldog and Mate. I just kind of... I don't know about Bulldog. He's, I'm yet to yeah. see what Bulldog really offers. He yeah. run, He's run around a lot, but he has the first... His first touch is, is abysmal. Mm. It, it bounces off him like it, like it's a tennis racket. It, it goes good. miles away yeah. every time he goes near it. Um, there was a point in the second half when he got the ball 20 yards out on the, uh, the right-hand side and... and started making for the byline um, looking for a cutback he was pretty much past his defender and the first thing he did as soon as he'd come past his defender was look for a cutback into the box 
he didn't need to look for a cutback into the box. He just passed his defender, and if he'd had a go, if he'd had a go and had a shot on target, make the keeper work for it. Um, and as it happens, because he's slowed down to look for this cutback, the defenders managed to get a block in, yeah. and the ball's looped back over uh, Bodvarsson's head. I know, I know it's early days, and you don't want to make a judgment about a new sign so early. But I am worried that in Bulldog we've signed another one of those strikers who we, that we've already got who are hard workers, but, but not goal scorers. He's not. He's not like a fo- yeah. fox in the box to yeah. put it in an air quotes. He's, he's not. A, you know, he's not a finisher. No, which is no, what everybody was clamouring like for. Everyone was clamouring for this twenty season, twenty goal a season striker, and yeah. From what we've seen so when far, when you said twenty season, I thought yeah. Ryan Giggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we signed Giggs. 20, twenty goals a season. I mean, I, from what we've seen so far, Bulldog doesn't really appear to be that striker. No, he I doesn't. I don't want to write him off after four no. games. No, I don't want to write him off because uh, a couple of goals and he can change. Yes. I'm not counting. Yeah. It, 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 I would like to see him get on the score sheet sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a monkey on his back if he yes, doesn't. Yes, if, if he doesn't score soon, it, it's going to. It's going to definitely start. To Even set it. up a goal gives you some kind of belief. Yeah, sure, you've been yeah. played a part in the game. Because yeah. at the moment, it's kind of passing him by. I mean, Mate, I suppose you could say he had the uh, first half header which set up Bodvarsson from the goalie. But, I mean, his pass accuracy last night was 44%. Yeah. I mean, there's. I know these stats are kind of like should be taken into context, but 44% is really low. Hmm. I'm still not sure what. It, his best position is. Well, I think he sees it think... as being up front, which is kind of Robson Carnu esque. But no, no, don't go there. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't bring him up. Even he's scoring at the moment, which is miserable. Oh, um, I think he was knackered by sixty minutes last night. Yeah, I think they all yeah. look. I think that's um, a problem. I which mean, then raises as well. Yeah, which raises a question about the fitness. And we're four games mm. in, and I know we've had a bit of a congested schedule at the moment, but. Still, so is everybody else. So yeah, we're, not exactly. in, we're not in this lone boat where we've played five games and nobody else has played any. I just the least the, the thing about this team that I like the least is the fact that we have such dreadful second halves and we get worse and not better as the team go, as the game goes on. Yeah, the worst thing I don't like about this team is I think they're gutless. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. they've got no backbone and they roll over just as soon as anything goes against them. I can't. That's, that's the worst possible thing you can say about your team is that you have, they have no spirit at all. Zero. They're all individuals. They all blame each other. Some of them clearly don't really seem to care at the moment. No. It's just not good. I mean, I just find it. It's not enjoyable in any way or form. I thought I'd, when you go to see a match, I don't want it to be like the theatre. You don't expect brilliant performances every time, but you expect basic things. Yeah, and in the first two games maybe we had that Forest and Derby but it's a 46 game season more than two games lads I think we need a little bit more than that mm. you know it's not enough we can't do two halves of a match no at the minute it feels like we can't seem to pull a performance together where our defence and our attack as well actually put a performance together for 90 minutes which is the mm. most concerning thing I've seen so far this season obviously that first game we looked fine going forwards, I think, yeah, against Derby. We, we created a number of chances and the defence, obviously, Manoni let in that goal for the first one. And, uh, I mean, the second one, obviously, was a great header by Lawrence, but probably avoidable. 
um, given that that was the 95th minute yes. of the game or something. Yeah. Um, Forest, obviously, we didn't score. We didn't really create much from the sounds of it. Bolton, again, we didn't really create much, despite the defence playing reasonably well that whole game. And then last night, the strikers actually, you know, pop up, score two goals, and the defence don't manage to hold in. I mean, we didn't go away any shots on target in the second no. half. That was a positive. That was. But um, I'd say that's down to the lack of quality that Blackburn had, to had on the pitch mm. rather than our actual performance. They were very uninventive. Yes. I mean, they were missing, like we just said, there's missing quite a few of their best players. What, what I see is a pattern. Against Derby, they stand off against us in the first half. Bolton, in the first half, they stand off against us. Blackburn don't really pressurise in the first half. Second half, they push up against us and actually make us work. And what happens? It all goes wrong. It's too too, too easy it to work out what you get. If a team actually went for at us from the first minute, which could happen on Saturday, we could have a right or two. If we could yeah. we could have an absolute tonking. Yeah. Because yeah. if we go one two nil down after fifteen minutes, this team hasn't got it in them to come back. I don't think. No. I just can't see it. We no. we we do seem to play relatively well though in the first half under Clement. Yeah. So so far, I, like I would hope yeah. that we don't go two nil down on Saturday. Um, I mean, Clements had twelve league games, I think now to eleven or twelve. Twelve yes. as of yesterday. We yeah. we've only gone we've only gone in at half time behind in two of them. It's not we're not being pounded in the first half. It's the second half where we're really struggling. We've scored twice under him in the second half. But what is it that we do in the second half? We just collapse it, completely. It seems to be more, what, 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 what's he doing at half-time? Like, I don't know. What's, I don't he know. Now, what's he doing at half-time that in the second half they've conceded 17 goals under him in 12 we... games and, and scored twice? Stan was the same in his last season. Um, I said to my brother all the time at games, I don't know what he says to him at half-time because we used to come out after half-time and always look worse. Yes, we had a pattern with him. It started with him as well. Yeah, you're right. How many times under him in his last, I don't know, 20 matches probably, did we concede very early goals in the second half? Pattern's continuing though. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, but we've got this basically the same players. Yeah, that's it. Essentially. That's, that's I mean, the one thing that you can't have a mass clear out of instantly. You can change the manager, you can even change the owner, but you can't mm. just sack an entire squad overnight. And you can't change the mindset like overnight. No. It yeah. doesn't happen it's like this. It's a thing. really wow. This is so depressing, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> this yeah. Is like, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of positives. Okay, the positives uh, from last night were Blackett, Bodvarsson, two goals. Barrow came back onto the pitch, which yeah. is a good thing. Well, you also saw Sims as well. I mean, what did you think of Sims and Barrow when they came back on? Well, came on. Sorry. I, I thought Sims was a bright spot. I thought we were getting a. a, a direct and fast young winger and I saw a direct and fast young winger um, I thought our less young winger um, Sonny Aliko also looked quite positive I think he had the <laughs> highest <laughs> pass yeah, completion okay. last night and I know these stats can be misleading but I, I think there's hints of him getting better too hmm. so yeah yeah, I, I thought Aluko and Sims for me were bright spots and an otherwise I, pretty bleak night I don't know if that was the first game that Aluko has played at right wing for us in a four four two or not. I'm not sure. But if it is, that's that was a really quite positive performance. Yeah, I thought he played quite well in the Derby match, the first game of the season. I don't think he was amazing, but he looked like he knew where he should be. 
He looked like he kind of had an understanding, and that helps having Yadam next to him because he's kind of a, he's not as good, but he's a kind of similar mould as Fredericks, who he yeah. played yes. with yeah. for many years. Well, not many years, maybe two years, maybe at Fulham. Mm. And he kind of and he's that player who's going to go passing because Aluka always cuts in. He just can't help it. Yeah. And you need that player who's going to go round him on the right hand side. I was yeah, I was, I'm, I was pleased to see Aluka had a reasonably good performance last night. It, it definitely was. Uh, a positive from uh, from the wing, and we're so used to Barrett. saying that is a negative. Same, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a nice change. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, seeing Barry come back was was good as well. He had a couple of nice runs. I mean, he was only on the field, I think, for ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, but he he did have a, a couple of nice runs. He had a run in injury time, which uh, he was he was unfortunate not to not to cre- actually get something away and create create a shot from that. So I'm hoping that he can come back and start on Saturday. Yeah, so <clears throat> after the Bolton match, which we go, uh, we asked the uh, EPR three. So I mean, we can cover this for both games now, really, can't we? So I thought I would doesn't, just do- doesn't this EPR three cover pretty much ninety percent of these matches? Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, no, maybe the Derby game. It was actually all right. <laughs> it's quite a refreshing change. Actually, we really yeah. loved it. I like how it lasted one game. That sort of new yeah, optimism. exactly. That was it. <laughs> one match, ninety minutes of action, and that was it. And then it's straight back to where we turn. So uh, Simeon Pickett, who um, uh, pickup, what am I saying? Simeon Pickett, Pickett fences. Who runs a site involved with Reading? Uh, I don't yeah. know. You might have heard of him. <laughs> he runs editor the Tyler End, and he says, "Give it time." I like his uh, faith there. Bear in mind, this was before the Blackburn match. So so maybe he's given up as well. I don't know. So, yeah, it's really not positive at all. If I was Paul Clement out from a few people. Mm. I think it's very early. Yeah. And I don't really see any way in which you would want or or can blame Paul Clement. Not at the moment. It's not a situation of his building. Uh, oh, way, I would say the problem is there are some things that aren't positive. I mean, why would you pick McShane instead of a Laurie for the Bolton match? Mm. That is a bit of a worry because a Laurie's definitely been in better form. He, he did come out after that game and say it wasn't a footballing reason. So I can mm. only assume that a Laurie was not fit still okay. even for the Bolton game. I didn't know he said that. If he said that, that changes the whole um, thing. I, it? Yeah, I would assume he wasn't fully fit and that's why he was on the bench. Okay, if he said that, that changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. No, that makes sense. We're saying that Paul Clement is a football genius, and we should give him a give give it it time. Was it Sam Stevenson? I think maybe he said give him a sixty-year contract. That's not what it's team now. The Steve Copless dynasty. (laughs) He's not. You know, he kind of wants him to do well, but yeah. It's a, um, yeah, I think 60 years is maybe a little bit too long, so just slightly. Yeah. Have you seen some crazy contracts given out now? But that would be mad. Do you remember when Alan Pardew was given a six year, it was either a six or eight year contract at Newcastle? Oh, Newcastle years left on that contract. <laughs> I still, think he has two years left on that contract. They're still, still. paying him, though. Yeah. You never know with these contracts now. They could still be paying him small amounts, couldn't they? Well, I say small amounts. You've got to, you've got to imagine with Mike Ashley, he must have. Have something in there to uh, football to contracts worm weird, out though. of it. Football contracts are crazy. They're not related to the real world, are they? Yes, <laughs> they're really not. This is madness. So I think this one from Paul Turner: lethargic, painful, and disjointed. I'm just going to say that I think for every when's show that, now. When's that? One? <laughs> That's the Bolton that one. Last I think I'm going to say that for every. And next one's woeful, clueless, and inept from Andy Coles. Yeah, you could kind of read these out for any of them, aren't you? Really, it's kind of wow. 
Yeah, it's so demotivating, it really is. So Aston Villa on Saturday. I'm trying to kind of find any way that we think we're going to get anything from this match. What do you think, Alex? Do you think we're going to get anything? It will be very tough to see us get more than a point. Um, We could get a point. We've defended relatively well against Blackburn yesterday, apart from McShane's mistakes. Um, And I know we've said that was down to Blackburn's lack of creativity but we didn't really give them much of a chance going forwards mm. perhaps we can somehow limit Villa I mean this is what it's come down to at the minute that maybe we can possibly limit Villa to not scoring more than one uh, and get a draw we, we're not going into the game with much hope though I would say not really in eight of the last nine games against Villa Villa have scored more than 2.5 yeah. goals there's an Aston Villa away match spectrum for yeah. Reading, and the spectrum ranges from Joseph Mendes Villa away performance to Dave Edwards oh. getting sent off Villa away performance. And I'm hoping that we're leaning more towards the Mendes side of things than oh. the Edwards side of things. Dave Edwards, wow. Uh, is, it, is it a help or a hindrance that he's injured at the moment, do you think? Um, I'm thinking for slanderous reasons or libel I think maybe I have no comment on that (laughs) I would hope I would would like Edwards to have been fit at least to offer some kind of option to Clement I wouldn't Mm. wouldn't necessarily think Edwards should be getting into the side (laughs) or sitting on the bench but like you need you need somebody at least to try and give the central midfield some kind of competition. I guess you never know what's going to happen with a player. All of a sudden they can surprise you and just come out of nowhere and just have a good five six games. I mean, and that be might worse, be enough. Can't be worse than last season, can he? Let's be honest. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Is Paul McShane worse than last season? That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he actually is. I think Liam Kelly probably is as well. But yeah, I mean. I obviously hope we get something out of it. You've got to hope that Ilori comes back into the team and he's fit. Otherwise, Swift may be in for Kelly. I mean, in a 4-4-2, he's he's a bit of a worry in that position. Barrow, you've got to assume he's going to come back in for Mate. But what other changes would you make? Maybe McNulty? Actually, you can make loads of changes. Uh, I I feel that if we're going to play 4-4-2 again, I would like to see Bodvarsson start up front. Um, and maybe drop Bulldog mm. for Swift. For Swift, okay, yeah. Potentially go yeah. back to the same team that we started the game against uh, yeah. Derby with. Okay, so, yeah. So you'd uh, have Aluko, Kelly, Aluko and Barrow. Uh, yeah, Aluko could be back. Yes, and yeah. then uh, yes, Kelly and Myler in the centre. Yeah, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe bring, maybe leave Bakuna in. I mean, he was very sloppy yesterday mm. on the ball. Uh, I'd get Myler off the naughty step and put him back in. Honestly, because yeah. anything's better than Pacuna, I just think his attitude stinks, and I think he's a waste of space. But yeah. um, you know, it doesn't matter what I think. Say, say what you say. What, say what yeah. you think. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I got no. I, I don't like Pacuna. I, I don't like uh, a lot about him at all. I don't no. think. We, I don't think we've got no. much to lose by dropping Pacuna, bringing Miner back in, and just playing the same team we played against Derby. That was that was our best performance of the season so far. I know it's only four games, but Miner mm. played against Forest as well, didn't he? I believe he did, yes. Yeah, yeah, he played that. That's that game that was a tight game again. So I'm not quite sure how he's managed to drop out after maybe one poor performance against Bolton. It's a bit of a bit rash, that, if you ask me. Yeah. It's a bit of a worry. I think we're desperate. I think we're desperate and we're trying anything. Yeah, I think we are. I think I'm just going to have to bring this group therapy session to an end because 
I think we're all slowly losing the will to live. Yeah. Yeah. Which is understandable. I can get there. That's what IRC did to you, isn't it? So thanks for listening. And hopefully next time it'll be slightly more upbeat. And um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think any of us really believe that. But you never know. Thanks a lot. Bye.